All right. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Mornings with Marit. Hi, Jill. <laughs> I don't think she meant to jump on there. That was kind of fun. Um, so good, good news that Jill's here supervising us. Hopefully your cat will show up this morning and say hi to us as well. Um, so today we're going to talk about employee engagement in this remote and what we're now calling the never normal world. I got that term from a, a gentleman that spoke at Joe Vincent this last year. Um, who is a futurist, and I, I like that term because you sort of people hear people talk about the new normal. You're like, it's never going to be the new normal, but it, let's just assume it'll be never normal. And how do we just get through that as well? So thanks for for being here, all of you. And it looks like we've got a great attendance today. Um, if you haven't, please join our Facebook page. Um, it's a great way to engage and get people involved and have a conversation. I especially will be talking about getting involved in it the next month because the next mornings with Marit, we're gonna try and do a Q&A um, where you guys throw out some of the hardest questions you can come up with. So we're gonna see if you can stump me. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I, I hope you'll put some good tough leadership questions out there that can challenge the group and ourselves um, in learning and how to get better at what we do. So today, enough about me, we've got some great people here with us. And what I'll also tell you is this program really got spun out of our Elite Texas program, which is our Emerging Leaders of Insurance in Texas. And it's our Young Agents, essentially, program. So we've got some of our members here with us today. And we did roundtables throughout the month of September, kind of talking about issues um, agencies were dealing with in individuals on productivity, um, on morale and so forth, and we the discussion went so well, and there were some great ideas. So we thought, well, what the heck? Let's bring it to the crew overall, and hopefully you all pick up some things today. And of course, this program's um, recorded, so if you want to get back later in or pass it along, you're welcome to. So let's begin with Drew. Drew, um, you're obviously with Elite Texas, and um, so can you give us a little bit of background on your agency and where you guys are currently in the COVID cycle of life? Yeah, thanks, Mart. Uh, Drew Brown, co-president and COO of TexCap Insurance. Uh, we're a member of Insurers Group. Uh, we're in Dallas, have 45 employees, and right now we are we're about a third of, of the team is, is in most days, about a third is kind of come and go, and then about a third is set to come back in November. So we're, we're a blended, blended mix right now. And, and Drew, you're the president of IIA Dallas right now, is that correct? Correct, yep. Good. Awesome, congratulations. What a fun year to do it when you can't see yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's unique year for sure. Um, yeah, not uh, the, normal, the normal set of events aren't there, but it's created some opportunities to to do some other things, so it's been good. Great, awesome, good. And then many of you know Jim Gavin. I'm gonna have Jim, you go ahead and introduce yourself. I, I'm always curious how he's gonna introduce himself. It's always a, a, a fun surprise thing. So not to set the bar too high, but Jim, have at it. Hello, my name is Jim and I'm an alcoholic. Am I in the wrong <laughs> meeting? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I'm with IIAT, and I've been with IIAT for a while, and, and as I heard Drew talking about their staff and things, I was reminded of one of my former partners when I was in the agency business, when we had an agency rep call on us and said, how many people work here? And his answer was, about half of them. <laughs> which, is, which was a leadership issue, by the way. Uh, we're currently at IIAT, we're in a, in a blended model as well, like Drew is. 
we have folks going into the office regularly, but we are going to, and a lot of folks working remotely, but we're going to begin transitioning into uh, more of a set pattern of when teams are in the office to talk to each other and collaborate on different projects and things. And that's kind of an update of where we are. Great. You remind me of that meme that's out there that says something like, somebody texts in, this is the worst uh, uh, web, this is the worst Netflix show I've ever seen and the boss writes back, this is your Zoom meeting. <laughs> Once again, this is your Zoom meeting. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, Quest Pro is actually one of the um, founding member sponsors of Elite Texas. So thank you to your organization for your participation. Drew's yours is as well. So you guys are great sponsors of us. Um, Taylor, go ahead and give us a little bit of an intro. Sure. Thanks for having me and nice to meet um, Ben and Jim. I don't know. I don't believe I've ever met you. So um, good to be here and, and thanks for having us. Like Marit said, I am with Quest Pro Consultants. We are a staffing firm that focuses solely on the insurance and risk management industry. We are based out of Dallas, Texas, uh, but working nationally. So you know, it's it's I can provide a perspective on what we're doing. We've got um, about 25 folks in our office here in Dallas and then um, in Austin and Florida, um, and we are all remote. So Kevin Birch is our, our president and CEO. Um, he's in the office most of the time, but kind of coming and going. I've been back a few times, but we are all working remotely and it, it seems to be working pretty well. I know we've got a couple of points to hit later on, but with the, the bulk of our clients as well, um, most people are remote. It's, you know, we've heard a couple of conversations from the recruiting perspective of people saying, hey, I'm looking for someone to bring onto the team and we're, we're planning on being remote um, indefinitely. Some of them are saying that. Some are saying we are half in, half out. Um, and then others are saying, you know, 2021, we'll probably come back one to two days a week and then stay remote two to three days. So, um, for the most part, everybody seems to be working remotely, so I think this discussion is really timely, um, and I'm excited to get into it. But yeah, we're we're excited to be a part of IIAT and always really grateful for this opportunity. Um, I do want to point out something unique about our partnership with um, IIAT and especially Elite Texas, um, the Emerging Leaders, the Young Agents Group, is should you choose to engage our services, we do um, donate a portion of our feedback to that Elite Texas group so that we can continue some of those community programs and um, things like that. So really looking forward and, to And happy to, hours for Jim. Yes. <laughs> happy hours for Jim. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, there's really gonna happy be a, to be here. There's going to be a theme here today, I'm sure. I thought we would take take a little bit longer, but we got there really quick. But that's what happens when you put yeah. Jim on deck to begin with. <laughs> So Ben Swan, thank you for joining us as well. Um, can you give us a little bit of background on you? Yeah, I think I've met a lot of you over the years. Uh, I'm in Dallas, uh, originally from England, but I've been here in the US for 20 years and 20 years now working in consulting um, and mergers and acquisitions, specifically in the uh, insurance, you know, generally retail space, but sometimes with wholesalers and MGAs as well. I think you're all probably aware of our firm. We've, we've spoken at uh, a number of events over the years and um, hopefully provided helpful and valuable insights to many of you over the years as well. Um, I think it sounds like we're perhaps a little ahead of the game as far as returning to office 
uh, generally uh, across our organization. Um, we have offices in Cleveland, California, Michigan, and then uh, my office here in Dallas. Uh, and then we have an office in New York as well, which New York has actually, they've all returned uh, to the office, but of course they were probably, they were the last one on the list. So we've been gradually doing it. We started off with um, kind of 50% capacity. So we had like an A team and a B team. You know, the A team would come in on Mondays, B team Tuesdays, A team Wednesdays, et cetera. Uh, and that worked uh, really well. Um, but we have always, you know, we've acquired space for our offices that, that has extra space for growth. We've grown pretty quickly over the years as, a, as an organization. So we always sort of plan ahead three or four years. Um, I'd say now probably all of our office spaces are full because we've all separated every other desk <laughs> to give ourselves some space. Um, but uh, we are all back. I'm actually working from home today. And funny thing is this, this room that you see back here, this used to be our dining room. And since COVID, it's become our gym. As you can see, the floor mat and weights in the corner and office. So uh, I'm sure many of you have had uh, bedroom, spare guest bedrooms changed to office spaces over this time. Good, good. Yes, that's, that's so true. So I'm going to have you start us off a little bit, Ben. If you could maybe talk about one, of the thing, one or two things that you feel has really worked during this time um, that you're proud of having accomplished with your team. Yeah, I think that, uh, and, I, and I sort of come at this a little bit from a different perspective, maybe to, to most of the folks on the line, uh, as we're, of course, we're not an insurance agency. So maybe I'll just provide some feedback from some of the insurance brokers that we've been working with, if that's, if that's helpful. And then I'll add, you know, if there's something interesting that we've done maybe differently, I'll, I'll throw that in there. But, you know, talking to, we just came off of our um, recent uh, Connect uh, Network meeting, and we did some surveys just to figure out, you know, where people are at. And I think overwhelmingly, most of them are still outside, not in the office. And I'm sure you've heard this many, many times during the course of uh, COVID, but making sure that they have multiple check-in meetings, virtual meetings with all of their team members, uh, including people like, you know, the receptionists, and admin people who may not always be included in sales meetings and all the other things that are going on is making sure that they're, uh, they're getting invited to those meetings so that they can hear what other parts of the organization are doing. Um, I think that's a major item. Um, our organization specifically now relies on Microsoft Teams. So if you are a, a Microsoft firm and you have like a 365 license, Microsoft Teams is, has become Kind of our lifeblood really our communications uh engine within marsh berry we can you know sms each other through it uh, message each other through it have continuous conversations about projects through it um i will say that uh sometimes it gets a little you know instead of it being an email and you could ignore it it's just another it is another method of things popping up on your screen all the time so just be be cautious with it uh, that it's not overutilized. Uh, but that is definitely something that um, we've been doing that I think um, I would definitely pass on to others. Um, I think, too, um, what we've seen some of our clients from a sales perspective really perhaps benefiting from, and I think, I think you know, I'll echo it for our firm as well, is that because we're not necessarily seeing um, prospects and clients in person, 
we're able to pull in multiple resources. And, you know, a lot of our clients have said the same thing. Instead of, you know, the salesperson going out on their own and visiting, you know, maybe two, two prospects a day or, or one prospect a day on their own, they're now able to have perhaps more meetings with more firms because they don't have to, you know, travel. And they're able to pull in additional resources, account executives, um, maybe, you know, claims adjusters, whatever it might be that that particular uh, prospect is needing and wanting to know more about. Uh, to really show the breadth of their organization and their and their capabilities, and of course, it's a lot more um, efficient. Um, and I'll add one more one more item, and, and I'm sure my time's probably already up. But one clever thing, yeah, uh, thing. I think is what we're going to yeah, do maybe that. you should yeah just wave at me or something. But <laughs> we all use virtual. Well, some of us use virtual backgrounds, right? Um, I had, clearly I don't have one today, but we saw a one of our clients was using a virtual background and had their presentation materials kind of as the background so as they were talking to a prospect they had the like here's like one slide here's the other it was really kind of unique and and i'm sure you know went along went a long way with the prospect to see they were thinking outside the box all right nice good thanks ben <sighs> taylor anything you want to add from a standpoint of what you see working out there yeah sure i know exactly what Ben said about setting those clear expectations up front you know we're missing a lot of the water cooler chat and stop in and talk about what's going on or what's an update on a new client or a prospect. So um, I think our leadership and management was really strong in that upfront that the, the working dynamics might change, but the what's required of you isn't changing. Um, we're just going to have to keep it fluid and, and adapt, but here are your expectations along with that. So I think that was really helpful. <clears throat> um, Kevin and our leadership was, they were really fantastic at the beginning of all of this with investing in some social capital up front. So making um, times in the week that we could just sit around and chat kind of like the beers with Ben or something like that, where it was just easy and it wasn't necessarily something related to work. It was, we played trivia, we talk about what's coming up and, you know, over our weekends, um, which back at the beginning was not a lot. So that's changed a little bit, but um, you know, I think investing in in the social aspect is really important. And um, another thing was just honest communication <clears throat> from the start. And even even now, you know, sharing in your uncertainty, if you're not sure exactly what's going to happen um, or how the business might be affected, but communicating that, I think, builds a lot of trust. So um, that's definitely been something that's working for us. And some other things, you know, I've talked to some of our clients, I was talking to one of my um, broker friends this week, and they said, we had a team meeting with some of the executive assistants in the office that they put together kind of like a, a my DNA, like how I got here and what I did before my, my job with this, with this firm. And, um, you know, they brought in lunch. And so everybody was just virtually eating lunch and sharing kind of their life story um, without getting too personal. But it was nice to, again, have that social aspect involved. Um, you know, I think you have to realize that we've we've seen a lot of people that are might be apartment living during this and they're alone um, or they have little ones running around. So everybody's status is a little bit different um, and being respectful of that, learning what's going on in their day-to-day -day life outside of work, I think is really important. Um, and that's something that I know QuestPro has invested in. So I would highly recommend um, doing that with others as well. 
Thanks, Taylor. Jim, what do you think we've done that is working from a perspective of the association? Yeah, I think we've done a lot of things that other folks have tried and done. We've done happy hours and we we regularly get together as, as groups to talk about work and things. But I think one of the things we did that was that was as important was our New Year's celebration. Our fiscal year started September 1st. Uh, and so everybody contributed into, you know, what what's going on with you this year? What have you learned? What new hobbies have you picked up? What have you been doing, basically? And it brought in all of that personal stuff that Taylor's talking about, about what's going on in people's lives, in addition to what's been going on at work. Uh, and it was, I think that was probably one of the better things we did overall because it was not solely work-related. In terms of engagement, it seemed to be real well-received by all the folks that I have Zoomed with. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny because we found out, you know, one person bought a, uh, an old piano and refurbished it and sent pictures of that in. And somebody bought a house we didn't know bought a house. And so it was just really fun. We, you almost connect on a more personal level when you're purposeful than in the office. You may not know it. So good. How about you, Drew? And then, Drew, I'm going to move it to you also to talk then about maybe some challenges that you're, you've really struggled with that either you found a solution or you still haven't. Yeah. So, well, they, they go hand in hand and a lot of the, the things that have worked well also uh, are the ones that present challenges too. So, you know, I think what we've tried to do is, is, is provide consistency in some areas where people want to feel consistency. So, um, and then provide flexibility in areas where we need more flexibility. So on the consistency side, we've done much, much of the same of what's been described and we've, we've had, We've got weekly team huddles, and and that's where conversations are happening about specific clients, about specific carriers, uh, specific you know lines of coverage, or what's going on in the market. Sometimes it's just some team team chatting, but um, you know that provides the regular rhythm, like like was taking place in person in the office. Um, and we also do uh, weekly all agency gatherings, so that that has you know continued the the ability for us to communicate. Uh, to the entire team at once and and that's also that's also allowed us to to talk about return to work plans talk about what's going on covid as it relates to the industry and lawsuits and what we're seeing out there um but that's also been the platform where we've been able to you know have some fun and and come up with some some games to play or things that we probably wouldn't have done in in person that we're able to now do virtually um you know one one of the things that i think has worked best for us, and this has really been uh, over the last month or month and a half. It's a it's something that I stole from one of our Elite Texas conversations, so I don't take credit for it. But um, you know the the we the use of breakout rooms in whatever you know uh, virtual system you're using has been tremendously uh, impactful for us because you know Taylor mentioned kind of the water cooler conversation. Well, what we found early on was the all agency happy hour or um you know the all agency meeting 45 people on a on a zoom call either either drown each other out or or what we actually found to be more the case is most people just stayed quiet um they just didn't even didn't even attempt to uh to to communicate so um what we've been doing recently during our our weekly uh all agency gatherings is we've been breaking out into 
breakout rooms for the last like 10 or 15 minutes of the time, just randomly assigned in, in, in Zoom, hit the go button. And so, you know, you don't know who you're going to end up with in any given week, but it creates those same kind of random interactions that you would have, uh, you know, in the kitchen or passing someone in the hall or, or whatever. So those have been the things we've been trying to do consistently um, to, to create as much normal as it would have been in the office. And then from a, then the other side of it is just being, being flexible. Um, we know that every single person in, in our operation has, has something different going on at home. Um, you know, some folks with kids, some by themselves, some, you know, that are, that love it, some that dislike it, some, you know, so I think just providing flexibility and knowing it's okay. It's okay if you need to take from two to three off because your kid's on a virtual school call and, and you need to pick back up from six to 7 PM or whatever. That's normally not part of how we work um, and being flexible in that. So I think the challenges going to shift into the challenges of it. I think what really what we've seen is that those same technologies that have been so beneficial are also uh, uh, create some problems. Uh, you know, the whole zoom fatigue term, that's, that's real. <laughs> People feel it. Um, you know, it's a, maybe maybe overused, but it's but it's it's real. Um, the the collaboration while while talking to each other in in two D is um, virtually is better than no communication at all. It still lacks the real element of being together in 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 three D in person. Um, so there's still body language or tone or you know context or whatever that's still just not quite the same. Um, and so that's, that's been a challenge too, as we try to do the best we can to, uh, to, to mimic and what, what goes on in, uh, in person, it's just not quite possible. So those, those have been challenges. And, and then I'd say just as a, from a leadership standpoint, I think one of the, one of the biggest challenges we've had is just knowing, knowing what exactly to think about the whole, the whole situation. Um, you know, we've got people on all parts of the spectrum, folks that are um, are extremely concerned uh, and at risk. We've got folks that are not concerned at all and aren't at really at risk and everything in between. Um, and there's there's facts and data that support every argument along the spectrum. And so that's been a challenge, I think, just emotionally for, for us as, as leaders, but also knowing that each individual employee is um, is struggling with it too. What, how, how, what exactly should I be thinking and feeling right now when I hear something on the news or I read something here or, or yet I go out to the store and there's nobody there and it's all fine. And um, so just, just allowing for the openness of, to say, you know, we're, we're all kind of confused in this and we'll get through it together. Um, that's been a challenge we've, we've faced. Um, but I think yeah. just communication has been a big, a big piece of it. Yeah, in this day and age, if it did nothing else, it's getting us all starting to think about um, you can't treat everybody exactly the same. And I think you all remember Dr. Pickens spoke a few months ago where he said, as leaders, the most important thing people want is that you believe them. <laughs> you know, what is true for them needs to be acknowledged. And, you know, what doesn't work is an organization that's in scorekeeping or we're going to treat everybody identical because you really do end up in a situation whether, I mean, even some legal situations that way. So the cultures that, that really have already established themse themselves as we want to understand each person individually and be equitable but not equal in everything, 
are the ones that I think are succeeding better at this than others. Um, Jim, anything from you that you see challenges that, that, that maybe some specific solutions or comments in that area? No, I think I think Drew hit a. I think the breakout rooms, by the way, is a great idea. Um, I think what we're, I think what I've recognized and from what I pick up talking to our members across the state is, first of all, we tend to forget we're, we are by nature social creatures, uh, and that lack of socializing, even at work, is is taking a toll on people. And secondly, and and Drew's spot on with this. Um, there are different levels of fear associated with what's going on with the coronavirus. There are people that are, and I can hear it in their voices when we talk, they're afraid. There are other people that go, oh, well, you know, and it's important, I think, to recognize that people are coming from different places in terms of their own personal safety. You know, I likened this recently to someone to, if if you got a, an alert on a, a text message that said, uh, there's a killer at loose in your neighborhood, you know, well, generally you'd lock your doors and, and shelter in place. But what do you do with it when it's COVID? Because it's not going to go away, you know, when the sun comes up and it's not going to be captured. And there's, I, I get the hint that there's that sense of fear and, and anxiety among a number of, of folks that I've talked to on the phone. The, the solution to that is, you know, is maybe a better understanding or a clearer message about what this thing actually is and what the risk factors actually are, but I don't anticipate that coming because there's kind of new data every week, quite frankly. So I don't know. I don't know how you fix that problem. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think one of our challenges that we found as an association, to your point, Drew, is just getting people to be willing to talk about their stress levels. Um, we actually, I use the tool Pull Everywhere um, for just getting the team to engage in a little bit, you know, different way. You know, we do word clouds, we do voting and stuff. And last week I asked our staff, when we put a staff meeting, what level of stress are you on a scale of one to 10? And I put a 15 in there as well. <laughs> and I had a couple people hit 15, but it was interesting because then that cracked open this big conversation. In fact, one person said, thank you for putting that there because it helps me know that I'm not the only person stressed. And just being able to create those environments where, that, Jim, you remember, is the most cathartic conversation with our staff about we're stressed out. And, and by the way, it's not just work. It's all the other stuff that's happening in the world right now, too. And it's amazing how everybody felt a little bit better, I think, when we got off the phone, that there was that willingness to have that conversation. Yeah. yeah and, and I, I would add one thing to that too, that you know, for a lot of folks, the way they deal with stress, work became in the old days, a way to get away from whether, whatever your outside stresses were. You know, work was the consistent. You, there was some pressure at work, but at least was consistent. And it was a bit of an escape. When folks are working remotely, there is no escape from that. And so work becomes another type of burden, I think, that people are dealing with. Not that they don't like their jobs and aren't going to do their jobs well. It's just they can't escape from that other sense of anxiety and stress that they're feeling about all the other things that are going on. Yeah, good. Thanks. Taylor, anything specific, different than that, that you've seen as challenges, that you've seen some interesting solutions? Sure. Uh, I know one of our challenges, especially Debbie Hubble, she's one of our partners, and um, we are coordinating together on just, you know, reach out from a sales perspective. And I know at the beginning, our challenge was just 
our job changed. I mean, we, Debbie and I were on the road, we were traveling, we were meeting with different people every day. It was dynamic. And we all of a sudden had to hit the brakes and, you know, our job switched to smiling and dialing and, you know, calling people left and right. And that was a huge struggle um, for both of us. And for me in, in particular, I mean, it was like, wait, now I have to totally pivot my, my day to day um, and find a way to make this work. And so a, a solution to that was, a, you know, a few months into this, Debbie and I just started calling each other pretty much every morning. And it was just, it was exactly like over coffee, really relaxed. A lot of it was more emotional in nature of just like what's going on, you know, and then it would be, okay, here's our plan of attack. Here's how we're going to do this. Um, so I think a big regret that I have is not starting that sooner. Um, just since we did have to to uproot a lot of our daily practices, um, having that call every day is really important. Um, and then we've also found the house party app. I don't know if anybody's familiar with this, um, but we have used this with uh, several clients of ours now and have introduced them to this new technology. You know, it's just another form of communication. But um, Drew, you mentioned that your team would sometimes sit in silence and we were experiencing the same thing. So similar struggle. And we uh, incorporated the use of this house party app to set appointments. And it's, it's super easy. You download it on your phone and um, you can play games on it. So we would just set a 30 minute block of time, either internal with different groups um, or external with prospects or with clients and you can play trivia you know it's it's nice to have a set time so that you don't get that fatigue of virtual communication 30 minute block 10 minutes hey how's it going are you remote are you in the office what's your current status um, and then you play games you can do like Pictionary you can draw things on your phone it gets people more engaged and kind of laughing along. Um, so the, the game element was a really good solution that we came up with. Um, and then another one from talking with our clients is I would highly encourage you if you do have an employee assistance program, some sort of EAP, check in with those resources. I think a lot of those are underutilized. Um, we've had folks go to those resources for even realizing like, oh, I didn't you know, do a, a technical or technology audit and we need to send an IT person out to check and make sure that your systems are up and running properly from home. So um, utilizing those resources with your EAP and your IT groups to make sure that everything is up and running the way it should um, is something that I think is really basic, but we forgot a lot about in the shuffle of making sure that everybody was good. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the IT thing because I think it took us a while longer than it should have to get, um, you know, in fact, we I bought one of these Eros that just amplifies your bandwidth. Yeah, that's and what everything. we did too. Yeah. And, but if I'd only known that the first month and not three months later when I'm like right. stuttering on and frozen on half my, my calls, that was pretty frustrating. Right, Good. right. And that's, you know, it's something that's important that I think can get lost in the stress of, of the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, good. Good. Ben, anything else you want to comment on that? Or, or we can also talk about the next topic will be about anything that you've done that you know we're going to keep. We love it. We're going to keep it going regardless of what the world looks like in the future. So you can talk to either side for me. Man, it's tough being the last person on the list. <laughs> you got that. <laughs> so, Drew, I totally get it. You still had a lot of good points, but you guys covered a lot of it. 
Um, I think my fir- the biggest first point was what Taylor just talked about there was people's internet speed, right? The internet speed and you want to be on a Zoom meeting and you want to be part of it, but your, your voice is cracking up and your video is not working. And so you put, close the video down just so you can at least talk. And that was definitely one of probably the, the early problems that most people have, have figured out a way using <laughs> various solutions to get by. Um, I did talk to somebody the other day for the pretty sizable insurance agency in Florida uh, who is still working from home. Uh, who misses his dual screens at the office and he just uses his 12 inch laptop at home. I'm like it's been eight months. Like maybe you could get them or buy some more. <laughs> so I think if, if, you know, if, um, you know, I guess problems that others are facing that maybe technology, maybe, um, uh, you know, screens, cameras, whatever it might be are still problems. But if they are, I think it's really time to kind of, Maybe, maybe you're the problem. You got to go do, get the solution yourself. There's plenty available out there to go buy now. I think there was a shortage right at the beginning. Um, I think you guys had a lot of great ideas there. Why don't I just because I took a few notes again from from some of our network meetings and some other sales meetings and things I've been on. So the challenges specifically that I've been hearing in a sort of the set from a sales perspective is you know we've all had opportunities stall right over the last six months plus opportunities that were going to happen this year and are now you know maybe they'll happen next year maybe they won't um is taking a step back right not necessarily talking about covid because you know your prospects have heard every sales guy talk about that for the last six months right but make it a dedicated effort to really talk to clients and find out the difference between you know they're the same people with the same needs right but what they really needed and what was important to them six seven months ago is not as important to them today so what are those things that are as important and you can even talk to your clients right we've all got a lot of great clients and just find out from them to just start to get a bit more of a perspective on what are our what are our clients feeling and what is important today versus in the past um and then also uh making the buyer's decision easier, right? Again, depending on industries and things that we're in, or even if we're they're focusing on industries that are strong during COVID, um, I'd love to be the insurance broker that's insuring Amazon right now and a few of the other uh, internet firms, but, um, you know, make their decisions a little easier, right? They don't even necessarily need to buy something, but keep them moving along that sales path without having that, without them having to make a large commitment to some big change or big investment or whatever it might be. So think about, you know, your sales, I guess your, your sales path, what are those stages you move them through and maybe add some additional stages in there that are easier to win and keep them heading in the, in the direction where, you know, eventually, you know, when they're ready, they, they can pull the, pull the trigger. Um, but other than that, you guys did a great job. So do you want me to move on to? Yeah. Uh, you, is there something that you found that you're, you're like, boy, I, we never did that before, but boy, I'm glad we have it now. So um, I mentioned, I sound like a Microsoft sales guy right now, but Microsoft Teams is really useful or whatever you have, whatever's out there that's similar 
um, you know, being able to communicate outside of email, right? Move the internal office communications away from email. Emails fill up every five seconds, right? With junk and, and who knows what. So moving the internal communications into another, um, into another, uh, solution was a big, you know, a big plus, I think for our firm. Um, I would say also, uh, before COVID, I, I, I didn't, I don't remember really the last time I read a decent sales or business book. I've been really bad about that over the last few years. And so uh, we kind of joked about it before the call started, right? I used to have a beers with Ben on a Wednesday, right? On a, a hump day beers with Ben at five o'clock with my team. And that was going for, for quite a while. And I think we all decided we need to get healthy and fit again. So we changed that to books with Ben. And so on Wednesdays, my team get together and we talk about a specific book. And literally every month now, we've been trying to finish a book. I mean, that's kind of our challenge to ourselves. And each, each week, we talk about the two chapters, perhaps, that we read. And I'm not going to stop that because that's, first of all, it holds me accountable to keep doing that and improving and bringing in new ideas. Um, but I think the team as well as, has really enjoyed that. And you can still bring a beer. <laughs> so, Ben, is there a good book or two that you'd throw out to the group that has been helpful for the team? Uh, so, um, we just recently read uh, Beyond Selling Value, which I don't know if people are familiar with that, but that's um, it, it, you, they use the uh, impacts sales process, if anybody's familiar with that. So, that's a really good book, and it's short, um, kind of gets that's to the point, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, other pictures. <laughs> I mean, it's about this big. If it gets much bigger than that, I start getting a little, uh, a little freaked out. But this book was good, and, and it was to the point as well. You know how, you know, if you want to sell a bestseller, it has to be this thick, and like half of it is repeat, repeat. This one yeah. was just, just get to the point. Um, and now we just started the 10x rule, which I'm sure some people are familiar with. But you want to listen to a motivational book in the morning, like while you're drinking your coffee, or, or driving around the block to your house to go to work. <laughs> 10X rule is a good one to, to go with. Great, good, thanks. Um, I'm gonna bounce around a little bit. So Jim, what about you? Anything you, you see as far as habits that we, you see us maintaining in the new world? Well, I think, I think the expanded use of technology, I think we've learned to reach our members in different ways over the last, you know, since March of this year. And we're expanding that, and I would expect that to continue, quite frankly, um, because it does a, a way to provide more value to our folks and more options to them as well. You know, on a personal level, I decided that, you know, I was going to start when, the, when we first went into lockdown, I was going to get into shape, and then it dawned on me that round is a shape. So I stopped that. <laughs> You've already achieved it. Check, check. Yeah, bingo, done. <laughs> well, I will say one of the things that's my favorite thing, I don't know how we do it at, back in the office all the time, but my favorite thing about the, the COVID world is every meeting starts on time. I mean, or 99% of them. We don't waste time where, you know, when you're in the office, I'm always having to run down the hall. Hey, Jim, are you coming? Jim, are you on your way? I call it bed check. So I do love the fact that we've gotten very, um, very uh, productive, which actually I think we can shorten our meetings, get in, get out, and not always have these sort of standard one-hour meetings that are kind of a fabricated time anyway. I, I think we use the time we put on the schedule. And if it's 15 minutes, we're extremely you know, productive and then get out of that. What about you, Drew? Anything that you'd say you'd, you'd take into the new world? 
I mean, I agree. I agree with some of those uh, comments already. I mean, obviously, expanded technology and, and that sort of thing is, is going to be something that's here to here to stay, and it's now a part of our process, um, and will continue to only be more so. I I think um, specifically something we, that was new to us um, during COVID that we that I think will continue is is an in-person version of those breakout rooms. The 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 randomization of uh, of relationships, you know, I, to go, obviously the water cooler moments do happen, um, but they tend to happen with the same handful of people. Um, uh, and so I think the, the ability of, of randomly mixing up a group of three, four or five people and giving them time together to um, just to enjoy getting to know each other better, uh, I think we'll continue to find ways to do that even in person. It's funny that you say that we'll sometimes do like, you know, vision boards or something and we randomly put people in groups and it's amazing for 45 minutes. They have so much fun um, in person doing stuff and we don't do that enough. So I love that concept too. Taylor, anything from you? And you can either comment on a new habit or we're also going to be talking about how do you maintain stability um, in the sort of never or normal concept of life. Sure, I think this could fit for both because it's something that um, helps us to feel uh, that we're still connecting, still building trust, um, still collaborating as a team. And this is both for Questro and for people that we've spoken with over the duration of all of this. But um, we've seen and heard from a lot of people who, as Jim mentioned, uh, getting healthier. I think something that we wanna be more intentional about is I've heard so many people now are are taking calls while they're on a walk and it's like let's walk and talk you know we can do the same thing from sitting across the desk as we can um you know over the phone walking um so i think being more intentional about different meetings like that um and hey, well, I'll, go, I'll just go get my dumbbells real quick yeah. right over here. <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um so i think being more intentional about your time too you know always being um, ready to start the meeting is something that we definitely want to continue through this. And um, we've heard of a lot of people that are, are now starting to do um, some di socially distanced meetups and doing um, either the walk and talk type of thing or like yoga in the park um, for their little breakout groups, Drew, like you mentioned. So I think that's something that we have incorporated and we've seen others incorporating as well that we definitely want to continue um, here as we head into 2021. Good. I'll just open it for, for this topic here. Um, we've just got a few minutes left. Does anybody want to talk specifically about anything you're going to be doing to help with stability? Um, and and I, maybe I'll lead with it just as a comment. We're trying to really get out ahead with our staff and set the expectation of what January looks like, assuming that the stay-at-home orders come back from Austin so there aren't surprises. People know there's going to be a standard rotation and there's a purpose behind that standard rotation. We will maintain remote opportunity, blended opportunities. If you want to be there five days a week, fine. If you only want to be there two, um, two's the minimum, but those are the specific two days we need you there because we're putting people purposefully together during that time. Um, and so I think being able to communicate out ahead, giving people time to plan for it, is much better than just one day saying, okay, everybody back. Um, I think we've got to maintain that semblance of you can plan for your life. Drew, what, anything from you that you think about with your team? Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, this season is 
it, it reveals whether you're already stable or not. I think more, you know, you're, if you're, if you're building your boat in the middle of the storm, it's, it's too late. Um, so I, I think it's, it's those organizations that are already stable um, and already communicate well. And, you know, that, that's, that's, I think what creates really the stability. If you're trying to find it in the midst of this, it, that's extremely difficult. Um, and I think, so I think the things in terms of stability, yeah, I mean, your, your point about communicating the return to pl office plan out in advance, absolutely. I think uh, transparency around the financials of the operation and, and, and the goals, where we stand towards goals. Um, I, think, I think about, you, you know, in, empathy on the spectrum of people and their emotions and, I, and, and specifically kind of the long-term confidence and the long-term vision in, of the organization. So when you're, you know, when you're kind of looking out far into the horizon and reminding that this is a long-term vision, it's okay that this year is not where we wanted it to be or looked like we wanted it to look. We're still on track for our three-year plan, our five-year plan. You know, it's that I think just lots and lots and lots of communication. And when you're tired of communicating, keep going, keep communicating more. It's just, that's, that's been, I think the, what's created stability for us in this. Yeah, good, thank you. And, and to the point of if you aren't used to doing this and you're thinking, well, how do I get started? I think the easiest way to get started is just be honest with your staff. Hey, we should have been doing this. I, sh I should have re recognized this, but we're gonna start doing it and here's why. Um, because you can always begin. It's never too late to get that, that these kind of things happening. And I always find if you're not comfortable with it, then let somebody on the team who is comfortable with it run with it. So it's okay to not be the person who has to build it all and design it as well. Any other comments before I close us up here? Does anybody have any awesome comments at the end? Dying to tell us anything? Ben's gonna start working out for us now. And <laughs> just said a lie. Somebody sent out a de-stressor that was like a live board panda feed to give, you know, if you got something, now we can just set up a feed in your room. You're like, oh, Ben's working out. So that's <laughs> your five minute fix. Yeah, you look like you're gonna say something. Yeah, I would like to share what I mentioned to you yesterday that I saw this great response at the, or this great closing on the bottom of an email, which I, which really kind of made me feel better and it's something I think we, is, is worth sharing. And it just said at the bottom of the email, stay positive and test negative. <laughs> and it kind of says it all that it? it really does it really does well i want to thank all of you guys for um participate oh there we go see but they're little ones man they're pink and they're little i'm not sure yes. how I feel. <laughs> 1001 1000 <laughs> it's that atomic habits just one percent better a day ben and you end up with with exceptional change in life <laughs> So I hope you all walked away with some nice takeaways that you can do with your staff. As we mentioned, we did record this. Um, and the next one we're going to do in uh, November, Mornings with Marit, is a, so I've been challenged to do this. I'm a little scared, so we're going to try it. But we're going to try and do a live Q&A, just kind of the concept of bring your toughest questions. Um, and let's see if we can answer it for you. If you get it out to me ahead of time, that'd be awesome. I may not stumble and fall too hardly, um, but hopefully this will be a well-engaged. So if there's things you're dealing with, um, we'd love to see if we can't take a crack at helping you out and giving you some advice on that. And then we'll delete that presentation directly thereafter. So it's oh never my gosh, to be, um, no. <laughs> again. Um, 
We also, just to let you know, today we're launching our RISE conference. It's the RISE Summit. Um, it's going to be all day November 9th. If you go to our website, IIT.org, and look under the RISE Virtual Summit, we've got a state of the industry that Bob Rustbolt's going to be doing from the Big Eye National. We've got a great speaking event with Steve Anderson on invention, innovation, um, and so forth. We've also got um, uh, Chris Paradiso, who's going to be talking about using uh, data and technology to upsell and retain. It's a fascinating presentation. We'll be doing the RISE report. So lots of activities going on that day. So I hope you'll join us. It's free, courtesy of our lead underwriters. So you just have to log in and register for each of the webinars that, that pertain to you specifically. So we'll send something out after this. And our plan at this point is to have Joe Vincent. So we don't know what it looks like, um, but please save the date at the end of January. Our goal is to just wait till mid-December and then whatever's relevant and makes sense at the end of December, we will roll it out. Um, but we'd love to see you all again in a safe manner um, that makes sense, but you'll certainly see a blend of virtual and in-person events for that time. So uh, with the, the biggest noise we've gotten from our members is when do we all get to get back together? <laughs> so this is what we're shooting for at this point right now. So with that, thank you very much, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Um, join us on the Facebook, and thanks, guys. Yes, you guys thank did an you awesome so much, job. Mara. This is fun, y'all. <laughs> Bye.